Hello, everyone, and welcome to 180 Mentoring. My name is Terry Krebs, and I'm the host of 180 Mentoring, where I'll be discussing information you can use in day-to-day leadership situations. I'll provide you information in a way that you'll be able to listen to it, use it, and apply it so you can move on to your next leadership success. All leadership examples and solutions are based upon actual events and situations that I've encountered in my 30 years of leading and mentoring. You can find me at 180mentoring.com and 180mentoring at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and I'm looking forward to today's podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to 180 Mentoring. First of all, again, thanks to everyone who's provided me feedback up to this point. I'm approaching 1,000 downloads, which really motivates me to keep doing this. So thank you for that, and thanks for spreading the word. And please pass this on to anyone that you think can use it. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go away from my standardized one topic per episode, and I'm going to give you six little tidbits of things that I believe will help you make your leadership life a little bit easier. And I'm going to talk a little bit from the heart, and I'm going to talk about where I get these ideas from or how I learned about them and how I employed them. First of all, number one, leaders set the tone. How you act and how you react is exactly how the people that you are mentoring and that you are leading are going to act and react when they're away from their office or they're away from you because they believe that is the way that you want them to act or they think that it's normal. So if you are a supervisor or a leader who raises your voice or who yells and screams or is out of control when things get tight or when the stress gets high, that's exactly how the people that work around you, how they're going to react. So you have to remember, your team will always, always look to you and see how it is that you handle all of these different leadership situations or leadership challenges. And how you react to those is how they're going to react. So always remember that. And please, please, don't ever fall back on the saying, do as I say, not as I do. That doesn't work. And that is an excuse of why you do not want to work on your own leadership technique. Being a leader is a gift. Being a leader is an opportunity, right? Your job is to treat people well and create an environment where people want to love to come to work. Now, that doesn't mean that things are always rosy and things are always nice. I mean, there's days when you have to provide critical feedback to people. And I talked about that in an earlier podcast about how you set short-term goals and long-term goals and about how you have those difficult conversations with someone. That also inspires confidence in people. It instills confidence in people because they know that when they make a mistake or something is not going the way that it should, that you are going to approach them and talk about them with that immediately and help solve those problems. So again, the leader sets the tone. If you don't handle things appropriately, how can you expect the people that are around you that are watching you day by day, how can you expect them to handle things in a professional manner? So please be aware of that. Number two, 
something that I hear from a lot of young leaders and a lot of leaders that don't do very well is that they, they tell me this, well, everyone on my team needs to adapt to me because I'm the leader. They need to do exactly what it is that I say to do. And my answer to that is, well, that, that's true. Like you're the leader. You're supposed to be, again, setting the tone, setting the example and showing people how to get things done. And you are going to be telling them what to do in, in a roundabout way. However, how you tell them and how you process that message may be different with every person on your team because you as the leader, it is your job to bring out 100% of the potential of everyone that you work with and to develop that over time. And how do you do that? You learn how to adapt your leadership style to the needs of your team and the needs of the individual. Another saying that you should never ever let come out of your mouth is, well, it's my way or the highway, because that is a short-term fix to solving problems. Your job as a leader and as a mentor is to understand the people that work with you and understand what they need from you as a leader, and you need to give that to them. Now, this is not babysitting or coddling or helping someone along. You know, there's all kinds of phrases that people use when they don't want to do this. Because really, it's a sign of strength, and it's a sign of strength as a leader when you become adaptive to the needs of the team. When you have a person that needs a different type of motivation from another person, and you provide that to them, that's being adaptive. And again, it's teaching the entire team that flexibility is one of the prime tools that an effective leader has. I can't even imagine through the years of being in an office with a large group of folks that if my supervisor would have treated me the same as he treated everyone else in the office, it would have not motivated me to want to go on and try to do great things. For example, I talked to one of my earliest supervisors over the weekend, had a phone call. It was his birthday. I called him. He still, to this day, 70 plus years old, talks to me about, hey, what are you doing at work? What are you doing to help people? What is something that you've done over the last couple of weeks that makes you feel good about being a supervisor? And how can you share that with other people? It's just wonderful and like warms your heart that there are people out there that want to do these things. And now when I was a newer person doing my job, you know, I was a little bit rough around the edges, but this person took the time to figure out what it took to motivate me and to move me forward. And he gave that to me. So remember, Adapt your style to the needs of the team. And my way or the highway is just an excuse because you can't figure out how to do that. Number three, keep your promises. When you make a promise to a teammate, team member, subordinate, anyone in the office, keep that promise. Now, sometimes when you make a promise that you can't keep, all you have to do is let the person know that something has come up or that's just not realistic anymore. We've got to change what that is going to look like or I need some more time or it's just not going to happen. And this is why people understand that. Because when you are a good communicator as a leader and you take the time to tell people that I'm struggling with this, I thought I could do it, but I can't. Give them an opportunity to tell them like, well, what can we do to fix it? What would you do? What should we do the next time? And let them know, like, hey, I learned for this, and I'm sorry, and this will not happen again. Now, also, if this promise is just delayed, if something else has come up, let them know that as well. Because, again, 
If you've created a team of adaptive and flexible people, they are going to understand that there may be delays in some of these promises that you make. But what they won't understand is if you don't talk to them about it at all. Because like I mentioned before, when you don't give people facts and details, they have a tendency to make up a story about why things did or didn't happen. And generally, that will never, ever be correct. So make sure you keep your promises. Number four, include leaders in your office, in your organization that you're developing that have the potential to be senior leaders in the future or even to take your chair. Involve them in senior level discussions so they can see how tough decisions in senior level conversations are held, what you talk about, how you deal with problems, how you deal with conflict, what the thought process is, so that as they develop as a leader or they see problems that are happening in the office, they can use that same thought process to solve those problems. I've been in several offices where the senior people went in an office, closed the door, and we had no idea how they were making decisions. And then one day you get called in and be like, hey, you're moving in this chair. I need you to help me do these things. I had no idea about what the priorities were and what they were doing or how they made decisions or anything like that. So later on in my career, I made sure that I included as many people as possible that were at the right time in their career into these critical conversations that I would have with my right-hand person, which in my organization was called, um, you'd have a superintendent. So you'd have a formal leader and then you'd have a superintendent. And that was kind of the main leadership team. But then you'd have other people. You would have folks that were junior executives and people that were moving up to be kind of senior executive level folks. And if you brought them in and exposed them to these conversations, it allows them to understand the thought process and how to get things done. And that will pay you back dividends over and over and over again. Because what's going to happen is when they go back out into the regular workforce, just like I mentioned a few minutes ago, they're going to use those skills that they've heard and they've developed in those little conversations they've had with you to solve day-to-day operational problems. And those situations will stop making their way to you for decisions. They will solve those things at the lowest level because really you want to teach people to solve problems at the absolute lowest level. You want to turn people into problem-solving machines. You can do that by including them in the conversations about when you make these tough decisions, the, the developing leaders. Okay, number five, make sure that you go out of your way to thank members of your team when they're doing good work, when they're doing the things that help the office move forward with the goals, with their objectives, statistics, anything like that. Go out of your way to thank someone. Tell them what they did and how it impacted you and the team. And also let them know the value of that if it wouldn't have been done, what the team would have had to do to make up for that if they didn't proactively do those things on their own. There's so many times when people do great things and no one takes a minute to point out the fact that it was great and then they have no idea whether it was really great or not. They'll go back to their desk and be like, wow, I think that was good, but nobody said anything to me, so maybe it could have been better. Then they go and they start guessing about what it is that you want because you're not being clear with them. Earlier podcast, I talked about don't turn into a mind reader or don't try to turn other people into a mind reader. And one of the ways you can do that is by thanking people often and let them know exactly what it is that they did and exactly the impact that it had on the team. 
Okay, number six, recognizing people. So looking back at number two, I mentioned that you need to adapt style to the needs of the team by knowing what that person needs from you. Part of that is also when you have an opportunity to recognize someone, pay attention to how they want to be recognized because there's some people who want to be recognized in public and there's some people who absolutely do not want to be recognized in public. The people that like to be recognized in public, pay attention to how they like to be recognized in front of their peers, in front of their family, just in front of you. And sometimes the people who like to be recognized in private, all you need to do is just come across them in the hallway and tell them like, hey, this thing you did, it was fantastic. Thanks for doing that. And that's it. Because if you don't do that correctly and you do it the way that you would want to be recognized yourself, you may completely wipe out the good thing that was done because they're going to think that my boss really doesn't care very much about me because he or she knows that I don't like to be called out in a crowd for doing work. Or on the other hand, another person might like to be called out in front of the peers. They might like the fact that they're recognized because that's how they feel valued is when they are able to let the team know that they're supporting them. And really, everyone likes to know in one way or another if what they're doing is going to help the team. And the way that you do that is by recognizing them in whatever way it is. So one way that I did it over time is when I would have meetings with folks and I would ask them like, hey, when you do something good and when you do something that's valuable and when I have an opportunity to recognize you, what, what would you like me to do? Is it time off? Is it you know being recognized at work? Is it training? You know What is it? Let me know. Most people will tell you that, you know, hey, yeah, I just, I'd like to have a day off every once in a while. Or I would like an opportunity to go to this training class. You know, I've been trying to get into it. Like, that would really mean a lot to me if I could go to that. Just ask them, and they will tell you. Okay, so to summarize, talked about leaders setting the tone, talked about adapting your style to the needs of the team, talked about keeping promises, about including developmenting leaders in senior-level discussions, about thanking members often, and about how to thank them. Please remember that 180 Mentoring is about giving you information that you can use in day-to-day leadership situations. So when you listen to these, I don't expect you to memorize them or to write them down, but there are show notes. If you go to 180mentoring.com, everything that I talk about, I write out, I put in very detailed show notes that you can take a look at download and use those as reminders. Please, please take anything that you need and use that. If you find things that are useful, drop me an email and be like, hey, I use this thing, this is a situation, and this is how it worked out. That would mean a lot to me. That's how I'd like to be recognized. So that's it. I'm really excited that things are working out so well for 180 Mentoring. I'm very excited that people are leaving me comments that their leadership lives are getting easier. And I'm very excited for the opportunity to bring these things to you once a month. That wraps up today's podcast. Thanks for listening and providing input to today's topic. You can reach out to me at 180mentoring.com and 180mentoring at gmail.com. I'm Terry Krebs, and I'm the host of 180 Mentoring. I'll look forward to talking with you soon.